future, the greatest threat to our survival will not be man at all. Hey, Stanton, what's going on? It's war! We're going to war! Now, the youth of tomorrow must travel across the stars to defend our world. We are a generation commanded by fate to defend humankind. Everyone fights, no one quits. But they will face an enemy more devastating than any ever imagined. Journey to the front lines of the next frontier. Kill them all! Starship Troopers. And welcome back to the film realcast, where we will answer is the only good bug a dead bug? But perhaps more importantly, we'll answer whether we are on Team Carmen or Team Diz. I also had something else to say, but I've literally forgotten it, and I thought it was quite good. <laughs> literally, guys, I literally had something on the tip of my... Before we recorded it, I was trying to remember it, and I won't... I'll remember it like half an hour after we finished the podcast. Um, <laughs> but, I know, it's shit, isn't it? It's so shit. <laughs> Another shit-tro. Um, but, but there we go. We are looking at... Um, at the, um, well, also, this is not the one. I just thought of something, though. If you wanted to know what happened to... The other bad guy who I forgot his name in Total Recall that lost the arms. This is the continuation of his life. There we go. <laughs> I forgot his name. That's completely ruined. Jesus Mate, Christ. Hey, I've got a blank mind. It's, it's almost, it's like I've got some, I've, I'm having a, some mental health crisis because I've literally think, forgotten the actor's name as well. I think it's Brian, really, really good. <laughs> Shut up. It's, it's crap. <laughs> dog, dog turd dude does, does better intros to you <laughs> but from the intro that everyone would have listened to we are doing Paul and Verhoeven and it, again we're doing 1997 Starship Troopers which is going to be really good and Verhoeven obviously it's the third time that we've kind of touched both of him being our Robocop and uh, Total Recall retrospective reviews we yes. did so um, I think this will probably be the last time with regards to the other films that he did uh, that we'll actually do a film unless we do a month where we just do stripper films. You just don't know. I'm up for that. Dedication, mate. That's, <laughs> That's what you're right. all about. You put the work in. I know you will. You'll, probably wa- you'll watch more than you'll have to just so you kind of know what it's like. Well, I'd like to be an expert. You know, That's the whole thing, isn't it? So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we all looked at this and, Jay, you sent a, uh, a very interesting kind of YouTube program out uh about people's points of view and i watched the making of this which was really interesting as well and it's it's really good that you watch this initially and i've I've seen this so many times and i know you guys have and i you just watch it for like the shooting that the blood and the the action and stuff like that but when you listen to different kind of reviews breakdowns behind the scenes even paul verhoeven's kind of um kind of vision that he had you can see it's like full of kind of like satire and it's like a propaganda film yeah. and it's the, the fascist element and the nazi element to it is just unbelievable when you start to peel back the layers isn't it oh, it's so in your face the nazi side of it isn't it with the uniforms and everything 
Yeah. It's it's ridiculous how, how close they are to the mark of the uniforms. But it is clever. Yeah, yeah. It the one clever. thing they didn't do is do the Nazi salute, which I'm really surprised that they didn't do some <laughs> kind of salute in this because yeah. it w- would have finished it off. But the cast is... It's an interesting cast. And, like, I've never seen... I went through his IMDb... And Johnny Rico, Casper Van Dien, I've, I haven't seen him in anything. I know he did the voiceover for um, Alicia Battle Angel, but I, I don't know who. Denise Richards, when I was younger, wow, Denise Richards just was it, wasn't she? Jeez. But yeah, just stunning. But And you've got Dizzy, you've got Dina Mayer, Jake Busey, wow. If he ever his dad, it's just unbelievable as soon as he walks on the screen i mean it's just mental doogie houses back in it again we haven't spoken to him or spoken about him since the matrix and obviously clancy brown from highlander and you've got seth gillam from the wire and i was trying to picture patrick muldoon who plays zander uh, what he's been in and he's got one of those faces who looks like he's been in a lot but when i went for his imdb it's just pure trash that he's been in so yeah, it's weird he didn't take yeah. off, did he, as an actor? No, Bless him. He's, got, he's got like a caricature kind of face, isn't he? Yeah, he looks, like you say, he looks very recognisable, but you can never say what from. No, no. Obviously, Michael Ironside is absolute legend in these. Yes. It's just so, so good. I mean, did you guys kind of see this at the cinema when it was out? I don't know if I did, actually, you know. I, I want to say I did, but I honestly don't think I did. It would have been. I think it was an 18. Yeah. Only, I don't, were you old enough, Gene? Uh, we'll move on with that. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> I know me and I definitely weren't, I don't think. I was 23. No, we would have been 16, wow. wouldn't we? So, no. No. All right, okay. I must have seen it on video and it came out. Yeah. The next year, Blockbusters or something. Mm. Wow. That Even that ages you, you know. <laughs> it's just mad yeah it'd just be like I'm going to go down and get Starship Troopers and you come back with another film and you go yeah it was already taken it's oh, just geez. a gutter isn't it those dates bloody hell yeah uh, you, you have to book I it work, I, I used to work at Blockbusters it was fun times you did indeed you did indeed well, we've had some of your uh, Blockbusters stories on the podcasts which have been some of the more popular podcasts that people have listened to so Maybe if you've got any other anecdotes from Blockbusters, but make a journal and we can put it on Twitter or something like that. People obviously are interested, Jay. I know. Be kind. Rewind. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting a fine because I didn't rewind a video. <laughs> I know. Mate, mate, that, it's ridiculous, isn't it? They had rewind machines there as well, but they took ages. Yeah. yeah it, was a, it was a massive thing when you get home to watch a film and you open it. It's not even fucking rewound it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I know, I know. I, I tell you what, we should do an experiment one day. We should show our kids a VHS to see, to see what they do with it. Because <laughs> then they're going to be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's so, so funny. But this film is much, I'd say it's much better. I enjoyed it. And it's going to be full of plot spoilers, foul language, as they usually are. But having done the kind of research for one of a better word, I found I enjoyed this film a lot more. I don't know whether you guys did or whether you kind of benefited. Sometimes you do or sometimes you just it ruins the experience. Uh, I don't think it ruins the experience. I, for me, it didn't really make a difference because I love this film. So I suppose it was just nice to have a little bit of background, but it didn't really 
do anything for me. What about you, Jay? I love this film. Um, but the interesting thing is, I don't know about you guys, when I first saw it, uh, I must have been like a teenager, young adult. I didn't really get the whole allegory, the you know, the, the story behind the story thing. It was just like a war film, and I really enjoyed it. And as I got older, I enjoyed it for obviously different reasons too as, 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 you, as you were saying all the references it, yeah. it makes and I think as a sci-fi it's quite possibly one of the most appreciated sci-fi films we have I know we say about Total Recall but I think this is even more underappreciated than Total Recall it was a bomb when it came out it bombed yeah. in the box hmm. office yeah but I think it did quite well on VHS and now it's become I think I'd have to say almost like a cold classic now oh definitely yeah definitely couldn't agree more but i think it was just seen wasn't it as another verhoven bloodfest with no real story but when you like mm. you say when you actually pick it apart um there's a huge story behind it and there's lots of messages about you know fascism and other bits and pieces and and war and everything so it's actually a very clever film yeah definitely i, I think and also i wasn't aware of the book um no behind this as well and listening to the story of what the, what actually happens in the book and how this is kind of closely referenced um but they do go off track i think for more the viewer's sake don't they uh to make it more entertaining that verhoven takes it in a, a slightly different direction but even when the book was released it was a groundbreaking book that there was and that was you're talking 1959 yeah. uh, when it was originally published so it just goes to show kind of what they've done and just what a visionary it was back then. And again, it had that kind of fascist Nazi element in the book and it was really progressive of some of the ideas he had. And they took the ideas and made, I think kind of they made it into a, a really, really entertaining film. This could have been trash and it does. It is really cheesy. Don't get me wrong. It's not <laughs> a kind of star Wars special effects talking about the originals it is really, really cheesy, and it's like, not, as has been referenced before in other reviews, kind of 90210 does, like, Mars and battles and world wars and stuff like that. Everyone's good looking. There isn't really a fat person in this, I don't think. And if there is, they probably get eaten. And the main cast are really good looking people, aren't they? I mean, the main, like, uh, Johnny Rico and your Carmen and Dizzy, yeah. they're all just perfect good-looking people and even Xander's meant to be good-looking even though he's got a face like he's doing a shit all the time constantly he's meant to be good-looking <laughs> but I love the aliens in this and I, I think they they look so good and it's so nice to not have normal bog-standard aliens that are just walking around with guns and stuff like that the fact they're insects and they obviously from the book it's a really original idea like back then even when it was released it was original idea everyone just relates to star wars or battlestar galactica and shit like that don't they yeah because the original in the book they were called skinnies or something weren't they yeah they that's were, right yeah they were really highly intelligent and it was all based in cities and stuff mm. like that which is obviously completely different to this but yeah the aliens are fantastic aren't they they sort of they're not really any anything like the aliens from alien but that's the closest narrative you could have yeah i suppose but, but yeah the, the people that came, like the creative team that had to go away and come up with this idea absolutely brilliant 
yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And again, referring back to kind of watching this and listening to what they're saying. And as Jay said earlier, you watched it just for the action and possibly the shower scene, the communal showers <laughs> as well. Uh, but like at the start of it, when you get our cast and they're all at school together, they're all school friends, Rico, Carmen, Dizzy, um, you got Carl, you got Doogie Howser, um, and they're in class, and you've got Michael Ironside, and, it, and it's interesting that like, the views, and you get the like, the innocence of Rico when uh, Michael Ironside is saying about um, Hiroshima and uh, force and death and taking over and putting fear into other countries is the only way that you'll be dominant, and you can't be dominant any other way. And when he asks Rico that, he, he openly and innocently admits, I honestly don't know, I've not got an opinion on there. And it's all that. It's the propaganda machine, isn't it? It's really shoved down your throat in this. And again, like the adverts they put up, which really reminded me of RoboCop. Yeah. It's like, and at the end of it, is it? Does he say kind of, what do you think, or do you want to know more, or isn't it something like that? More. Enforce, my friends, is violence, the supreme authority from which all other authority is derived. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's mental, isn't it? Those adverts and stuff like a, a serial killer was found today and. He's been found guilty, and the execution is at six. Yeah, it? <laughs> it's just a full <laughs> channel live. Would you like to know more? Yeah, it's, oh, it's just so brilliant. Good. A murderer was captured this morning and tried today. Guilty. Sentence: death. Execution tonight at six. All net, all channels. Would you like to know more? Uh, I, I would. You know, I'd love that. It's so good. And in the unrated, or there's a, a version when they attack the cow that they actually get rid of that censored mark, and you see this alien just rip this cow apart. So, um, oh my god! Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't think I'd want to see that. No, it's a bit much, isn't it? It's a bit over the top. It I is. like the censored thing, though, isn't it? Because there's enough there to think, Jesus Christ. But it's just, it's almost funny. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it's sense. really, really cleverly done. And it, mm-hmm. it is just got the Robocop touch. It's got the Robocop oh, world yeah. about it as well. And and it, the way they give the news and the news is pure propaganda. And you've got the the side where you'll be a, a civilian or you'll be a, a citizen and no one's going to live. Like you, The amount of people who die and they're just sent as cannon fodder and they're brainwashing these innocent kids that... If you want to be someone, you need to go and join um, like the flight crew or um, join like, the ground crew and be a pilot and things like that. And you're just never going to live unless you get a nice desk job um, like Doogie Howser does, um, Neil Patrick Harris. So it is that propaganda, again, that they're feeding this absolute nonsense to the kids and sending them to their death. There is no point really in getting an education, is there, to be honest? Not if you choose to want your citizenship, no. I suppose there's obviously a different way of life, but as they talk about in the um, in the shower scene, don't they, a bit more, they sort of elaborate mm. on why they're joining, and it's because you need a licence to have kids, and there's more chance if you're a citizen, or if you want to go into politics, you have to be a citizen, and stuff like that. But Rico's mum and dad aren't, are they? I think they're just... They're normal no. people. But I think possibly they missed the draft just due mm. to their their age. It, it sounds because the, the, you get the yeah. initial news report, don't you, when they talk about um, 
Clendafu. Yeah, true. Where the aliens are. So I, I think they're kind of too old, but it's it's just fake. It's like saying if you do 10 year service, you'll get a million dollars and it will mm. give you a lovely house. And knowing full well, no one's going to live that long. And even Michael Ironside, to a certain extent, with the conversation he's having to his class, must know that most of these, if they join up, and you have to really to be anyone, that you're going to die. And it's it's just the irony there, I think, is is fantastic, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It, it's, it's weird, isn't it? He sort of promotes it without promoting it. It's very clever. Yeah, yeah. And you've learned that Rico is as thick as two short planks. And <laughs> I love it when they go and do the score. Everyone else is really clever. And Dizzy's like just in Rico's shadow. She worships him from yeah. afar and it's so bloody obvious. And he ignores her. And it just kind of does the old friendship. And Rico, when they do their scores, he scores like 35%. Uh, everyone takes a piss out of him. And I, I'd definitely be the same. I'd be chuffed with 35% in a maths exam, I've got to admit. Put it up on the screen. Let everyone know. Fuck it. <laughs> I thought I got 12%. <laughs> And I just have to say that wrestling is shit, by the way. James, I've missed you on the podcast, so I just... Ouch. Wrestling's real, mate. Wrestling is real. Yeah, it's about as real as Starship Troopers is. Let's just say that. Mate, it's more real real than the World Cup, don't we? It's all fixed and fake. Okay, but back to... (laughs) When you've got... Because uh, Doogie Howser, I keep referring to Doogie Howser, but when you've got Doogie Howser there and he's with Rico, and Doogie Howser's got psychic ability, hasn't he? Yes. Uh, and it really, all I got from that scene was Ghostbusters. When Bill Murray's sitting there with that really attractive girl and he's holding up these cards with the shapes on and he keeps giving the ugly guy next to her electric shocks. That's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that's all I got from this I thought is it really going to be payoff and it was supposed to be payoff and this is foreshadow for the end of it and it doesn't work for me it really really doesn't it's so weak that yeah. Carmen goes missing and first of all he thinks she's dead and then no she's not dead and it's like yeah you taught me that didn't you and I thought, oh, piss off. No, he didn't. I'm surprised Doogie Howser didn't just laugh in his face when he said that. Rico, you're he thick. That, he, um, he, he, he sent a message by telepathy yeah. to him that Carmen's not dead. That's what I got rather yes. than teaching him there. So, I mean, he's basically, you know, a, a, a light version of Professor X. So he used him as an aerial. Yeah, in a way, to say, no, Carmen's still alive. I could have said he entered him. You know what I mean? He did. He entered his mind. Exactly. Spiritually. Yeah. Exactly. Forcefully. Didn't get permission. He owes him money. See, this is why I just said he used him as an aerial rather than he entered him. Because I knew where we'd go in the conversation. But no. (laughs) You started this, James. Yeah, well done. Um, I've just just defended it. No, to be fair. I, I agree with James. He's because at the time, the only thing he can influence is animals, isn't it? But he can't influence humans. But obviously, 
as the film progresses. He's obviously learnt to do that, and he sends Rico the message that she's still alive. Uh, do you know, I didn't even pick that up, and I've watched this film so many times. This is why I love doing this podcast, because you just learn things. Every day is a school day. It, it certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> When have the American football game next, which is a pointless addition to this film, that why what was the point of that? Was that just to introduce um the kind of love triangle which is Xander into the relationship? Yes. I, I I kind of had issues with this. I didn't like the fact that um it, it was unnecessary and that Dizzy is smashing these guys out of the way. I don't like that. I don't agree with that. It would never happen. She wouldn't be able to do that. It's just nonsense. Oh, sounds Ooh. like you don't like this film, Stu. Oh, my. Oh. Equal no, opportunities I... and all that. No, it's just... That is not... That's not, very, that's not very progressive of you, Stu, either. No. Oh, here we go. Don't twist shocked, it around. I'm shocked. Shocked at you, Stu, to be honest. I've always seen you as a, a new age man, not one of those, you know... New age man. I am a new age man, definitely. She's well, what well, I'm wearing. Well, in that case, Perfect film for him, isn't it? It's true. It's true. But no, when like, she's running with the ball and she's barging people out of the way, like, just due to her frame and the size and the people she's playing against, she wouldn't be able to do it. It's like when you get The Rock fighting a female. And in, um, what was that film? I can't remember now. When the, uh, It's Shaw and Hobbs when you've got The Rock who's fighting Shaw's sister. God, whoever it is who gives a shit what number it is and yeah and you get a massive guy fighting a little female no matter regardless of her technique like he'd put her down on the floor easy and in this he'd put her that she'd just get smashed about all over the place so it was just padded out that's all i'm saying i'm, I'm all for women's oh, football and all shit like that here we go but, fucking backtracking now no but i just thought this was a, a padded out <laughs> scene honestly i know the reasons why because i've got to introduce um zander as a love interest but it i just didn't need it it was just a bit padded it was a bit like oh for fuck's sake i'd rather it be like rollable you know more violence if they're going to do something like that some, something modern it was it was a bit of foreshadow for her and her sort of ability to lead a team and tell people what to do and and stuff like that and obviously it brought Xander into it and more shocking Denise Richards acting yeah her acting is really really bad and again when you see um Rico at home you get to see that his parents are minted I don't know whether all of the kids in this school all of their parents are, are minted and that's the way these people live um but they're in Buenos Aires and they don't want him to join um, like the army or anything like that. That's what he wants to do. it, And I kind of got the impression he wants to do it because he's thick and he's got no other choice, really, rather than an allegiance. I don't know what you guys thought. He wants to do it to impress Carmen. Yeah. He even admits it, I think, in the film, doesn't he? Yeah. When she, when, when she breaks up with him. Um, yeah. They kind of, yeah, um, you know, I'm an idiot. I joined because of a girl, and then shortly after he like, messes up, and then he wants to quit, doesn't he? Until obviously he realizes he's got nothing to go back to. But I think you're right, Stu. If it wasn't for him going into the mobile infantry, he would have to rely on his parents because they said he's going to Harvard. And then you have one guy saying, "I've joined the mobile in- infantry to go to Harvard." The you know you know, you know the federation are going to pay for my yeah. Harvard degree, um, which is interesting, which is obviously shows like a clash of cultures where. 
He had everything and wants to join. The guy and this other guy had nothing and joined. He had yeah. to join. Yeah. He was forced yeah. to join to do what he wanted. Whereas, yeah, Rico had everything on a plate, but because he was obsessed with Carmen and stuff, he wanted to prove himself I to her. I guess. When you guys, when you guys first watched it, which Carmen Ortiz? When you first watched it, not now. Uh, it'd probably be dizzy. I have to be honest. Uh, Denise Richards was uh, yeah, a I big was... fave of mine back in the day, but uh, it's one of the you know we've all I don't know maybe we haven't I, I've certainly had moments in my life where you meet someone that you're so attracted to that you basically don't seem to be able to do anything apart from try to impress them. And so you, you, you can like say my name. You can say my name seriously. <sighs> well, I didn't want to put it out there, but yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> you can put it out loads, mate. <laughs> That's true. I never know. Uh, but um, I was like that when I saw James's top knot. Yes, actually. you can't help looking at it. You're just <laughs> fixated by it. It takes yeah. over everything. It does. It's true. I've got one, one at the moment, believe it or not. Have you really? <laughs> yeah, it's a Good. tiny bit too long. My hair. Uh, I put it up in a top knot today, simply, simply to do the podcast so it doesn't get in my face. It's amazing. Memories. Amazing. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> so yeah. good. I bet you look like the Undertaker does that shitty wrestling, don't you? <laughs> no, I don't. I look like I look like I ate the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I really need to hit the gym. There we go. Oh, well, <laughs> they got a new vending machine there then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know. I know. We've talked about that. That's our favourite machine, isn't it, Stu? <laughs> good old Jim. Absolutely. <laughs> Back to this film we meant to be <laughs> talking about. So you instantly get the love interest of, um, as I say, Dizzy and Carmen and Rico. And I, I really feel sorry. I know you're supposed to, and it, it plays out really well, that Dizzy's like a little doting puppy following him around, and she never gets a look in. And you've got Carmen, who's kind of got everything. She's got the brains, the looks, and it's just she she can do anything she wants and if i don't know like i'd like it if rico could actually pick up on anything and that carmen can pick up because it's never hinted that she keeps looking at you she really fancies you and it's like that's never mentioned you know what i mean Mm. i don't know if carmen actually cares though it's the whole no i don't think she's ever really you know she's She's with Rico because he's, you know, he's the quarterback of the football team and all this sort of stuff. You know, it's a status thing, I guess, rather than actually having feelings. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I do like it when they join up and Rico's there. And you've got that guy who's virtually got no limbs. He's, he's like a little chicken nugget sitting there with bits stuck in, sticking out of him. And he goes, yeah, I joined up and it made me the man I am today. <laughs> he's got no legs, one false arm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was unfortunate, wasn't it? Yeah, he's a real Captain America poster boy, isn't he? That one. <laughs> so good. And Rico don't want his parents don't want him to go, and he, he obviously does join. And this is when uh, another character. And I'm so pleased they brought him back into it. When you get um, is it Clancy Brown who plays Zim, who's the drill sergeant. Yeah. He's so so good. I would Sergeant Zim. I would love to have seen more of Zim on this because he plays such a great drill sergeant. And his introduction, 
when he takes on one of the recruits who says, can you fight? Like, who thinks you can take me on? And the way he breaks his arm just to give a demonstration to everyone is so brutal. Now, who here thinks they got what it takes to knock me down? Sir! I guess maybe I do. Sir! You all right, son? Sir, yes, sir! It's my back is broken, sir. Medic! Medic! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love that bit. The way he just does it. Shouts and shouts, medic. God, you know, imagine him. Imagine him at some of the worst secondary schools. That'd be interesting, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, that's true. And then you get Dizzy come along, and I'm so pleased that Dizzy gets put on her ass when she says, "Can anyone take me on?" She turns up. Obviously, she was posted there because she wants to be with Rico. And she has a go um, with Zim, and she gets put on her ass, and it's good. She does all right, though. She, she yeah, gets she a couple well. of hits in. Yeah. She does really well. Fair play to her. She does well. But how would you have felt if she would have put him on his ass, though? Well, I, th- I thought she held back to not make him look bad, personally. But there we go. I think it's all that practice from knocking blokes over in football. And it yeah. Did really well. Yeah. Irritating. No, I mean, that would have been that would have been ridiculous too. And had she had she had she done yes. the opposite. That, that's that's a sound for my benefit now. It's it's moments no, no, gone now. <laughs> it, is, it is it is true. But but I like the fact that she did get a couple of hits in compared to the other guy, and then she basically passed out. And what's quite good, um, if you look at the next shot. Um, the next time we see her, which is um, when they're having dinner, um, she's got a record big ass bruise on her neck, if you notice. Yeah. It's quite good, I thought. Yeah. Good continuity, yeah. And I do like the fact mm. in this that the women aren't the typical trope of women who run away and they're all crying and screaming and shit like that. The women go out and they fight and they give it just as good as the men have, which is makes nice for a change. And it's, I suppose it's the future and obviously it's more kind of communal such as like the shower scene and stuff like that that they are treated as equals but it was when i noticed when they were doing the scene um with Busey and he can't throw a knife to save his life and he said there's something wrong with a knife and it's weighted wrong and <laughs> it's so good as you said you get sergeant zim walks up and he tells him to put his hand against his wall and he throws a knife against his hand and the fake hand which is like about four times too big for his arm. It's so comical, isn't it? It's so funny. It's the first time I really noticed it on this viewing. I've never seen, I've never noticed that before. No, <laughs> haven't you? No. So funny. It's just cracked me up, but it's so good. And then we do get to the shower scene and that's when you get one of the troopers who ask everyone about their backgrounds and, I do like the fact that you have to serve to have children or to get a job and to be kind of re- kind of held high in the community and respected. And it's great. But again, it shows how fascist and like uh, like the satire of it all of that. No one's going to make it. And that's a fact and it, out of all of these. It's only going to be Rico um, and is it Ace, uh, Jake Busey, uh, who's alive in the end from the the roughnecks. So it just goes to show what propaganda they're selling all of these people in it, who are supposedly educated people. 
Yeah, well, it's like you say, they don't, they don't have a choice. If they want to have the life they want, they have to put their life at risk, which is why these parents didn't want him to go, because people die just in training. Obviously, this is before war has broken out, isn't it? So, But it's weird, though, because knowing that they'd why they kind of have this and it's interesting that it would have been interesting to see news articles of people rebelling against becoming a civilian because or is it civilian and who else was it what was it to two i can't remember where they were now it was like a just a member of the public and a civilian yeah. wasn't it something like that and but people rebelling against it on a news report because it's obvious that you are going to die or you're going to come out of it and be an outstanding member of the community with no legs or no arms, that there's no one who sees how stupid and what a ridiculous idea this is and how how fake it is. Yeah, but the thing with fascism and stuff like that is that that would all be edited out anyway, wouldn't it? You'd never see it. Or if they, if anyone was stupid enough to go against it, they'd be ushered off somewhere and dealt with. Yeah. So, you're living in a state where you have to just do as you're told. At least they're giving you a choice. It's not like you have to do it, but you mm. just get more benefits, air quotation marks, if you do, if you actually even live. But that's, yeah, that's the thing with this. That's the sort of story behind it, isn't it? In the sense of the fascism and stuff. Because you've got the picture. Obviously, you've got the biology teacher who's blind. You've got Ironside who's got one arm. Mm. And, and you've got that other guy who's, a represent, who's signing people on for the army who's got no legs and one arm and it's you just don't come out of this thing alive but what did you think I'm, you're probably going to like it and have no problems with it the scene showing Carmen when she's taking that spaceship out and they're showing like the reckless side of her flying the spaceships around and the, the life that she's li- uh, living compared to what Rico's going through uh, well looking, looking at it now I thought initially, oh, it's really cool, she's really good. But now, it just shows how arrogant she is. And uh, the older I get, the more unlikable, if you get past her accent, but the more what she does, the more unlikable that character is. She starts off, in hindsight, not the most likable character. because she, she, You can kind of tell she's arrogant, I want to be a pilot, etc., and fly around. And that just shows she's a character. And I don't think she really grows um, until right at the end of the film because she hasn't seen the same death as as Rico has yes I know you know she's seen the attacks and stuff but it hasn't happened right in front of her um and I think she's not really humbled in that respect until the end of the film I don't know that's that's what I thought about it too no yeah I agree with you all about yourself Neil yeah I don't I, I think she's a horrible person to be honest and <clears throat> the fact that she flies around and does all this stupid shit when she's training to be a pilot surely they just throw her straight out anyway but i don't know maybe that's my naivety but yeah i don't i don't like her character in this film yes i found her extremely attractive back in the day but like james said the more you watch it the more you realize that she's an absolute cunt (laughs) (laughs) fair play but i think virtually all of the pilots and I watched it so many times and I hated Xander. Um, I couldn't stand him. But mm. the, I found the more I watched this, that uh, even though his acting's terrible and it's so friggin' cheesy, that 
but he comes across better. He's got about, even though it's a very small arc, he's got a much better arc than anyone else um, from the like the pilots in this. And at least he kind of he's he's what he is, and he's like a ladies' man. But under that, he is a soldier, and he will fight, and he is loyal, and he'll have people's back. Where, as you said, Jay, that I don't get any sense of that from um, Carmen at all. Denise Richards, I just get a sense of entitlement from her, mm-hmm. and it's all about her. And yeah. even at the end of it, for the first time, I'm gonna watch this tonight again. Um, I even felt sorry for the insects because uh, they weren't they were discovered by they weren't kind of going to attack Earth. It was just they were disturbed and they were they weren't left alone. And then they started to attack Earth. So, yeah, I think, yeah, they're almost the most they're almost you took them as a character in the film as a whole. They're almost the most innocent things in the film, aren't they, really? in a weird kind of way because as you said they've done nothing wrong and they're just getting attacked and each time that they attack and hit the humans when they actually when the humans are actually on the planet um it's a case of the humans are going into their home essentially and they're just defending their home um i know they launch the rocks don't they uh, 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 i don't quite mm. know how that works but they they, they, they they intimate that they did it on purpose i don't know the mechanics behind it but they're definitely but- aware yeah, and that comes from again the propaganda of at the start of it when I talk about um, that Clendafu or Clendafu that mm. there is the kind of the meteorite that, that are being launched from there um, towards Earth with the alien kind of eggs in and things like that. And again, you, you don't know how much propaganda it is, and it's really summed up at the end when you have Doogie Howser will walk up and say, "Yeah, he's scared," and everyone cheers, and then they're experimenting on that uh, massive insect. And it's really sad because they will get destroyed and they're just typical humans. You discover something that you're not really sure of and you'll just wipe it off the face of the earth. And I think it's it's good. It's a message that I haven't picked up on from watching it several times only tonight, really. And the last few viewings of doing the research on this, which is why I like doing this on the podcast, because talking about it you do pick up so much more don't you no you certainly do and yeah i think that was another sort of thing wasn't it that they sort of tried to get out of this which was the fact that really we're the bad guys aren't we and Mm. it's us that are nasty bastards and i suppose that plays into the whole fascist element and everything else but just going back to the whole scene with zander i found this really odd on the timeline because in the football game He's going, oh, I'm off to go and be a pilot. And then it doesn't seem like there was an awful lot of time between that and then this lot joining. And now he's teaching people how to be a pilot. And I just didn't quite understand that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They they never bring up timelines in this either, do they? No. So it was just just that seemed very odd to me. It was almost like, yeah, I'm a pilot. Now I'm teaching everyone else how to fly. So, you know, but that was the only thing I sort of picked up on. And at least he admits seeking out Carmen as well, just for his own interest. I mean, yeah, so <laughs> yes. which, which is a bit weird. And the, I like the training scenarios they do in this. I think they're really, really good, which leads um, Rico becoming the team leader. And everything's going good. And that's when the bombshells dropped of when he speaks to Carmen. And 
it, again, it's about her. She's having a really great time. She's going to be a pilot. She wants, and then she wants to stay on, which means our relationship's over. And I love the reaction from everyone. They all walk away. Like, yeah. She's really fit. She's well nice. How are you banging that? And then, <laughs> by the way, you're dumped. Um, that's it. So, but it's great. I, I think it's it's good. And it really, again, as you both said, that intimates kind of her being just such a complete bitch, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, but she didn't have it. Like I said, you know, she didn't really have an interest in him other than the fact that she obviously had feelings for him, but nothing compared to his feelings towards her. And you know, she's happy to drop him at any yeah. point. Oh, Dizzy's fucking laughing her ass off at this. This is just amazing news, and um, it, it gets worse when they have their first live firing exercise, where led by uh, Rico, who is the group leader. And one of them ends up getting shot in the head and his head just completely churned up. And it's so graphic. It's so gory, isn't it? It's just Beethoven all over. It's brilliant. I love it. Oh, it's so Beethoven. But there's love the fact that he's had his head literally blown off and he still shouts medic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care who you are as a medic. That ain't... You're not stopping that one. Yeah, regardless of the technology. <laughs> again, it, it's watched over the uh, the watch or the commander, uh, Dean Norris is great, and it's I love it when you do these films and you realise that Verhoeven uses certain actors over and over again, just recycling them like Tarantino does, uh, and it's great because this guy, again, he play he's always a cop, isn't he? Like in Breaking Bad, and he's always a figure of like authority. Yeah, he's not typecast at all, is he? <laughs> but he's so good at it. I'd love to have seen him fighting next to Zim, you know, oh, in the yeah. end battles. Yeah. It would have been so good. But you do get when Rico just, he gets the blame, rightly or wrongly. I, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it's kind of harsh that he gets the blame for the guy taking a helmet off. He kind of takes full responsibility, but I don't think it is his fault, to be honest. Well, he's the one that told him to take his hat off. So rather than just saying, look, if it's malfunction, piss off out of here and get it sorted, he gets him to take it off during a live fire exercise. Yeah. You know, you, he's got to accept it as he's the leader of that. You know, he was the um, squad leader, wasn't he? So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got, as you said, mate, he's the leader. It's on his chin. He makes those decisions and he said he wasn't qualified. It just, it's quite harsh because, things are going well and then his whole world falls apart and then he gets whipped and i like the fact that you get zim who's the good guy really deep down and yeah. tells him to bite on this bit of leather because it's really going to hurt and from the way he says it you get the impression that he's been down that road before as well isn't he mm, definitely yeah yeah completely it's, it's good it's well probably something similar or punching someone out i'd imagine because he's a hard ass yeah but i love squad. I love the ill-fitting jacket on the um, <laughs> Mayfire. <laughs> He's doing the reasons why this, the jacket is about 15 times too big for him. It's fucking Proper so... dress up, wear your dad's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, every time I watch it. Yeah, bless him. I've just never noticed that. It's so, so good. <laughs> oh. the, the whipping... I mean, it's brutal, isn't it? The special, I love the special effects of the cuts. It's proper Flash Gordon across the back and everything. Yeah. But 
it's just so so funny it really really is and uh, anything rico does it just does it with style doesn't he it's like vanilla ice it's yeah. so funny correct <laughs> <out>. vanilla ice <laughs> vanilla ice <laughs> okay, yeah. it does it just reminds me of vanilla ice so much and I like the fact when you do get bad news, often in this, it will then flick back to Carmen. And it does after his uh, Rico gets whipped, it then flicks back to a real cheesy moment. And it's proper fucking cheesy between Carmen um, and, oh, Zander. what's his name? Xander, that's it. Yeah. And it, it, they're just, man, it make, it brings bile up in your mouth when you see them on screen, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a proper cheese fest, isn't it? About licking his maps and... <laughs> oh, this is the worst shift. Oh, it depends who you're spending it with. It's like, oh, oh just, well, it you might as well just yeah, flop your it. cock out, mate, and just say, <laughs> Jonna, you're going to suck it then, or what? Oh, third watch always seems to last forever. I don't know. It depends on who you're spending it with. Something's wrong. No, I replotted the course. It's more efficient this way. Three weeks aboard a starship, and you think that you can lick my naps? <laughs> Check it. Um. <laughs> so, what's your opinion on this scene, then, Neil? You're holding back, mate. I really likes it. <laughs> yeah, <it's good. laughs> but again, when you get her flying the spaceship, the big meteor comes, and she manages to avoid it, and she just does it in this sickly way. Yeah, I completely agree. And again, you've got her followed by Rico who does the walk of shame and that's when you realise that all the bugs are just squashing everything in Buenos Aires he speaks to his mum and dad on the screen and everything's going well and I don't know if if it's because we've watched it so recent but at the start of it when they say you can get a ticket to the rings of Saturn was that mentioned in Total Recall or what have have I just watched too many films which have yeah I think you are right mate as one of the destinations yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, because they say you can have a holiday rather than join up and just piss your life yeah. away kind of thing. But it, it is good, the motivation of the fact he's talking to his parents and that it just gets totally wiped out. And Buenos Aires, as you see, when he um, as he's about to take the walk of shame, it's just on fire, which is is cheesy. And everyone needs a motivation and a drive to do stuff. And we've seen it in so many films. But. I like that because he needs that motivation, doesn't he? And it's not good luck, but in a grim <laughs> way, it's the best thing that's ever happened to him, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh my God. Everyone you know is dead. That's that's good. Uh, Eight million seven hundred thousand people were dead. But on the good side, it got him to join up again, and without yeah. it, no one would have lived. So they're all quite fortunate, really. Well, I like it. I, li- I like the bit, um, how he joins up, isn't it? When he goes there, the boss guy, Colonel, is hell, whatever, whatever, is like, oh, you can't, you quit now. And then he ri- and then uh, good old Zim rips up, rips up the paper, doesn't he? Which is a nice moment. It's yeah, it's so, so good. Yeah, he's a right legend. He really is. Cause he's, I love it. It's just great, isn't it? I love the way he's having an argument, isn't he, with the general or whatever, saying, I want to go and fight. And he goes, the only way you can fight is if you get knocked back to private. And all this sort of stuff. I'd love to know what he does yeah. to get knocked back down to private. Yeah, I, I've well, I, no, I can't say on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be bad if you're not going to say that. Okay. 
but the kind of secretary of defense and all the catastrophes that are following it just gets sacked doesn't he and it's just everything is going wrong and then you even get doogie hauser um I talk about propaganda in this he's shooting an alien behind bars with a gun and he's saying like aim for certain parts of the body and he'll take them down straight away and it really is just unbelievable propaganda because when you're out fighting them as they know um on clindafu that you're fighting not just one behind bars you're fighting hundreds and hundreds sometimes thousands as they are in this and you just don't stand a chance so they make it out that it's easy but they're just all cannon fodder all of these people aren't they yeah and the soldiers aren't they and that's that's unfortunately what soldiers are um, aren't they when they get sent into places that you don't know yeah and i do like the news reporter he's so typecast cheesy news reporter with oh, that awful smile uh, it's so good isn't it and it's so good that he dies because at the start of this which we, we didn't mention you do see um him reporting from um it's it's got to be um clendafu yeah yeah and loads of soldiers get taken out and you he gets taken out and then rico gets stabbed in the leg by one of the aliens and then it kind of goes to um goes back and uh you see the build-up as to what happened but he's just so cheesy and he's he doesn't stand out in this film because everyone's cheesy and then he sees carmen and they have a uh, rico and um god i can never remember his fucking name zander have a bit of a cockfighting competition over carmen which really in hindsight is just ridiculous i just fucking say look you can have her i'm not interested whatsoever damn right as well yeah yeah yeah, he's already made a choice and stuff and the fact he's like oh rank's not an issue here and all this bollocks isn't it yeah if that was the case you'd just go up behind him and smack around the head with the chair or something wouldn't you you know definitely and it'll be nice that they both turned her down that'll be good yeah i don't (laughs) want her either that'd be funny they're arguing over who's gonna have her yeah yeah she's like i don't want either of you (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're but that's when you do get the, the scene of what happened at the start of this film when they go down to the planet and they start fighting the aliens and it's again you've got the side of things they have it bad in the spaceships when they're trying to avoid the like the massive flares coming up from those big beetles and that is really really good idea i love that concept of them the big stag beetle kind of aliens firing these massive missiles into space it's so good i don't know whether that was from the book or not but visually it's really good isn't it yeah it is and what yeah and what i also liked about it was the fact that um they thought, oh, it's just light, it's nothing, isn't it? And until it starts to go really, really wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got to be fucking stupid, haven't they? Going, oh, yeah, don't worry, they're just shooting lights at us so we can see better. Yeah. It shows you how arrogant they all are, though. It yeah. I mean, the fact they've gone in there. I mean, I know Stu talked about the guns and trying to shoot you, you know, in, in, the, in the weak spot, um, for the bugs in the weak spot. However, they're going in there completely unprepared thinking they're going to win and and they're even with the ammunition they have there's it, it takes so much to take down a bug doesn't it they're they're, they're all we're always going to come second weren't they when they're the ground oh, people massively like you say it's like four of them emptying an entire clip each to kill one yeah. bug 
you know, yeah. it's just like you say, completely underprepared, completely arrogant to think that they've got the technology, so they just walk in there and kill all the Absolutely. bugs. Absolutely. And it is fantastic. They just get their like, absolute arse handed to them, don't they? Yes, it is good. Yeah, it's great. And, and it's interesting that the only way I can destroy them is using, like, they call them nukes, but they can't be nukes, can they? You'd imagine not, considering they then run around in where they've just nuked. But, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, and it's handy that they can breathe on these planets as well that they land on, because it would be really awkward if they couldn't breathe then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't imagine yes. That. They, they, they all run out. They all run out, kind of like, you, you know, they're, they're, they're machines, don't they? They're big, yeah. the big transporters all start choking. Yeah, they all, they all do Arnold Schwarzenegger faces. <laughs> 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 and start screaming. <laughs> yes. It would be so good. But it's brilliant visually when you when they first come come out and a few aliens come and then or insects and then you see them all and then there's just shitloads and it looks great the special effects they I think it's because they're they're a constant kind of it sounds like I'm not doing it any favors really and I'm slagging it off but it's a bit above a B movie standard isn't it. Uh, Does that sound too harsh? I think that's harsh. I think that's harsh. I think it hasn't aged as well as they would have hoped, but it's still very, very, very good. Yeah, yeah. At the time, at no point did I think the effects are bad. It didn't take me away from the film at all. And Mm. I thought, bear in mind what this is, three, four years after Jurassic Park, I did think it was a very good mix of CGI and obviously at some points it would be practical effects as well. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was great. I thought the only time it does age <coughs> and looks bad is when the end of it is when um, you've got Carmen and you've got Xander on the spaceship and they're flying through and it it looks yes. like they're projected on the screen. That that looks bad, it's but a, it's I, a I bit think of Superman four, yeah. Oh god, yeah, but it is great. The fact they've got so many aliens moving at the same time, uh, interacting with the humans when they're taking them out and killing them, ripping them apart. And I know they built robots as well and stuff like that. And as you said, it's practical. It does look really good. And it's a constant. It's not amazing special effects, but they're very, very good. And it's constant through this. And when you get the news report were taken out, you could easily get them like running onto like a projection screen. But you Mm. just but you don't get any of that at all. And it's so good. And I think. That helps when you've got so much blood and gore and you do see them getting ripped apart. They've kind of got like the tentacles as well, the aliens, haven't they? Where they can just like these spikes that just rip people in half and stuff like that. Because Ironside gets ripped in half and it just looks so good and not over the top that it's like a B-movie blood fest full of blood bags. Like Robocop was guilty of that sometimes. Yeah someone's chest was just covered in blood where they were smashed to pieces but believe it or not even though people are getting ripped in half this isn't as gory to a certain extent or it's as gory as making it believable yeah mm. if that does make sense even though they're fighting giant insects well there's moments isn't it yeah there's moments of you know gore with limbs being chopped off and stuff like that but there's no there's no moments like like you say in robocop or total recall where someone gets shot and blood spurts 15 miles away and you know there's ridiculous amounts of it there's not really much of that and it's more the aftermath pictures you see don't you just these bodies everywhere yeah sort of just takes it home 
How was? Because obviously the news really gets killed, and you see at the start of the film when no, Rico yeah. gets that massive spike. How was he rescued? Because everyone's know. gone. I don't know. It must have. Been, I don't know. But there's news reporters back on there reporting it the next day of how many are dead. So why are they there? So maybe they found him. Maybe they went back in in small squads or something. I don't know. That's not really answered. I don't know if you do you know Jay. No, no, I have no idea how it how. I just assumed that a rescue crew went in after. Yeah, <coughs> it's strange. They still filmed all the dead bodies, as Neil said. You still have reports filming the aftermath of it at some point, didn't you? And yeah. He, you know, I imagine the bugs thought he was dead. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, quite it's strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's really weird, especially as they had him killed in action. You you think that why I don't know if he's rescued by people. And he's only got a leg injury, and, it, and he's kind of just underwater, and he's healing. Why is he being put down as killed in action? That, that was really confusing. It was almost as if there was a bit edited out. I mean, this film was just two hours long. Whether they decided that they didn't need that backstory, and it ended up on the editing floor, I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. That, again, there's a couple of little continuity things, isn't there? But yeah, this always did confuse me. It's like, well, if if it's that bad, which it clearly is, that they had to run away. And then all of a sudden they're still reporting it the next day because it's mm. daylight and he's obviously been found. I, I just guess they, because like they do in the late, the next missions, they send smaller crews in, don't they? So maybe they just did that, like Joe yeah. said, a rescue mission or just to report it. I don't know. No, it's weird. But it, it kind of picks up, or for, for me, it picks up when they have to join another squad. And I don't know why they're sent to join another squad, the Roughnecks, which is um, run by Michael Ironside. And it's strange because in school there seems to be some kind of bond there. But as a, a lieutenant or a group leader or a squad leader of them all, there doesn't really appear to be any recognition. I don't know whether that's just a rank thing that he doesn't open up that he knows him. Uh, it does come out, doesn't it, later on? But I suppose he just didn't want to... Well, they did mention it, didn't they, that he doesn't mm. smile anymore, does he? He hasn't smiled for ages or something, so he's obviously very serious. But, yeah, and as Neil said, there is that, there is that moment when I think Rico's jumping atop that massive fire-breathing beetle, mm. um, and he looks... He does... You do... The camera focuses on him, and he does look like he's quite proud of what's going on, I thought. Oh yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah, when they go down there, and yeah, but it's as if right. he's earned. He has to kind of earn that recognition. And I, I'd love the that visually when he's rodeoing that massive beetle and he's hanging on, and you've got the he shoots a hole in the back of it, and there's like it's the equivalent of like when you see that the hole in the ice, and he just drops that grenade, and it looks brilliant. Yeah, and the look on his face of how proud he is that he's like one of his own. Mm. Uh, has mm. killed this bug and it's great and again the recognition from all of his like Busey and Dizzy and everyone else it's nice it's like the first kind of turning point and he even had that celebration and even uh, that's when Dizzy and uh, Rico get it on and it did make me laugh when they're dancing and you've got Jake Busey next to him playing the violin <laughs> yeah <laughs> like piss off god Oh, it just goes to show his awesome character, though, isn't he? It's just, like, oh, it's just a complete so piss take. Yeah. I love it. It is freaking awesome. And you do get the pit where he's in the tent and he's obviously given her one. And it's weird because 
they shower together they see each other naked probably every day if they're showering every day and you think would that lose a certain amount of intimacy between them both if they've seen each other naked all the time it's weird i don't know it's just i've never i'll probably never be alive when it's communal showers and wouldn't be allowed in there if there was but (laughs) (laughs) a no stew sign outside (laughs) but it's just it's weird and it's nice touch that they do actually get it on and you know as soon as they get it on and there's any glimmer of happiness in these films (laughs) story goes one of them and it's certainly ain't going to be rico is going to bite the dust aren't they kiss of death yeah, you don't have sex in horror films. In these kind of films, you do not have sex because you're gonna die. And yeah, it, it, it's a shame, but it's a nice touch when they're doing it. And Ironside pokes his head in, and he sees her there. And it would have been interesting. If he was like, "Who's that under there?" And I really wanted Rico to say, "Guess." And he turns <laughs> round, and he'll, he'll kind of say, I, I, "I don't know." It'll be. Is that Xander? Is it Ace? Yeah. yeah, is it Ace? Ace, is that you? Ace, get out now. So funny. He just turns up with his violin. I was just going to serenade him. But yeah, so he lets her, and he says, and again, he goes, you've got 10 minutes, we've got to go. And he sees her, you've got 20 minutes. Yeah. For me, it would still be, no, 10's fine. 10's fine, yeah. 10 probably fine, yeah. Two, <laughs> I could do five if you want. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good. And I love the touch of when they're the next day on recon, when they're going through that valley. And the, the good thing is that in these films, you can introduce different types of aliens and have a bit of fun. Like when they're doing the autopsy, when they're at college or at school, you've got the Beatles, which they're obviously not Ringo and George Harrison and that, but... <laughs> <laughs> sadly but and they're doing uh they're kind of cutting them up and taking all the organs out and i love it when they're flying through and it's obvious when ironside says to that guy go to high ground because he's not getting a radio signal this big kind of like dragonfly comes in and just hooks someone up and puts them in a big nest and it's just so much fun that ironside just takes a gun and a sniper rifle and shoots the guy in the head and he says i expect anyone to do the same for me but it's, I'd like to have seen more of those flying bugs and a bit more death and kind of just a bit more adventure with them, you know. You see a bit more, don't you, when the, a, a bit later on when the base is inva- being invaded because one of them flies by and chops someone's head off. Which well, that was savage, quite, wasn't it? It was savage. But, yeah, that was really yeah. good. But, but I'd like to have seen a bit more fun with taking more insects and doing stuff with them because like the beatles was a really really good idea of firing those flares in the air and they could have done more like i don't know centipedes and just i know it's all budget and they're limited to yeah. it but I mean, when they get to that fault i mean the blood and the gore of people and they're all soldiers as well aren't they they've all been mm. completely mutilated and it's just fucking horrific and i love the fact of when they're searching the base You've got that complete coward of a general who's hiding in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. He fucking really embarrasses himself when he gets out, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make you all heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He comes Where, out of the closet. 
Yeah. What What do you mean the transport is not here? Oh, no. Yeah, he's very upset. Did you think that this was going to lead to Michael Ironside's death? Did you think he was going to die when that massive? I think it must be another beetle that comes up from the grounds and sucks him down. Did you think he was going to die when you watched this that first time? Probably not the first time, no. No. But no, I didn't think Tiffany was going to die the first time either. So bear no. in mind, it was 97, 98. True. You'd hope that they would have that happy, happy ever after. Yes. Not to be. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously the Sky Marshal gets sacked, doesn't he? And then they decide, rather than hitting Clendathu, that's why they're doing this. They're doing the outer planets, aren't they? Mm. First. And this is where the whole the story of develops a little bit with this general and stuff because one of the people's had his brain sucked out yeah in in the control room and it was actually the alien when he was doing it was controlled him to send the distress signal hence why they're there and, and that's really good isn't it yeah it's really clever it just goes to show that they're intel- the in aliens intelligence and they're not just sort of these mindless beasts that have sort of evolved into ridiculously awesome killing machines. They are actually fucking intelligent. Yeah. And, I, yeah. It annoys me, though, because it took me... You won't be surprised, especially after the <laughs> Matrix podcast. It took me a fucking lot of viewings to pick up on that and actually listening to what they were saying. And I wish that they would have done more and made more of this because... It's a really, really clever idea because it would have been easy for them just to do it for the sake of, oh, he sucked his brains out because they're animals and they're monsters and mm. that's it. But the, the fact the bugs are really clever and they're not just bugs, that they've got a plan of their own and a, a strategy of how to take the humans out so they can learn what they're doing and their plans and be one step ahead all the time. is such a good idea. It, it's like in Total Recall of when you actually listen to the story of, and it's not just like a, a space adventure of like goodies against baddies. It's got a very, very clever story. Um, and it's the same with this as well. It's great that the aliens are this clever and tactically aware of how to capture the humans who really think they're one step ahead all the time, but they're not. And I, I think that should have been mentioned more, really, for morons like me to pick up on. Well, it's interesting you say that, isn't it, really? Because I suspect there's probably quite a few people that had the same opinion, hence why this film sort of bombed so much. Because it, like Total Recall, it was very much just a action bloodbath film, wasn't it? It isn't until, like you yeah. say, you watch it and you sort of really pick it apart that you find this story behind it. I mean, James might have a completely different opinion and probably got it straight away because he's intelligent. But, no. no, he likes but, wrestling. There's nothing wrong with liking wrestling, Stu. It's it's fine. Um, Thanks, Neil. That's all right. Um, but no, it's just interesting that you say it because this is obviously Paul Verhoeven's both of his films, aren't they? Yeah. So it's either something to do with his directing that people can't pick up on it, or the fact that he makes it so gory or so violent that it takes away from the plot. I don't know what it is. What do you think it might be? Jay, what do you think it is? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I really don't know because it'll be interesting to see what the trailer, the initial trailer was like for the film, and whether it showed it, it, it to be the the awesome film it really did. And also, it could have been something as simple, Neil, as um, 
they, they when it released, it was against a much bigger films, and then, and therefore no no one saw it. no one saw it because yeah, um, I I don't really know why this bombed looking at, looking looking at the film, but I know, I know it did. And I know you mentioned his his it, maybe it's maybe it's the way he's directing. And a lot of people thought, oh, this is going to be some just dumb space marine movie. Um, and maybe that was advertised as such, and it really isn't, as obviously we're, we're discussing now. I think the yeah, I think the trailer was pretty much that, just oh, running yeah. around shooting aliens and stuff like that. So, you know, I think that it's the shock factor, isn't it? It was uh, mm. wanted to sell tickets through the shock factor or whatever the studio did or whatever. But yeah. it's just it's just weird that you've got two fairly similar films that have got really decent backstories, but people don't pick up on it straight away it's just it's just strange how they they've both turned out similarly yeah like but you look at the cast as well that it's not a cast of like jake beauty's in it i'd go and see this or even michael ironside who was at the tail end of his career that would be a draw to go and see it and mm. I, I think just the, the trailer makes this look like uh an alien slasher just all-out war film yeah and it's uh, so it just doesn't do itself any favors and which is why as jay said it's become a cult movie now because thanks to in a way people like us talking about it bringing up points that you wouldn't have picked up on and i would never have picked up on and <clears throat> giving people different platforms to talk about it that this film is becoming already is a a cult classic it's such a clever story and i wish that they made more of this story and it was more evident for a, a yeah. bigger audience to understand and as, as you said exactly the same for total recall which is a brilliantly clever story that but sadly isn't sold like it unless you sit down and really really pull the film apart and to be honest before we did the podcast but before prior to 2014 when we first started I never did that. And our first American Wealth in London to sit and watch that. And that's the first one we did, Jay, wasn't it? That Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. To, yeah, to talk about it, to talk about the music and, and everything. You really do. You either appreciate a film a whole lot more or a film that you did like. You look at it and think, Jesus, this is just fucking trash. And I really <laughs> used to like this film. So, <laughs> I, know, it, I know, I know, I know. You're right. Yeah, so that it's just a shame. But as I said, Ironside does die, and you do get um, kind of a start of a redemption where Xander comes out of the plane or his spaceship, um, and he does save everyone. Sadly, you get Dizzy who dies as well, who kind of had to die. Um, that was for, so sad, though. I got it was. Sad watching it again. It's yeah. Part of the whole film for me because. I know as she's dying, he's like, "No, don't you know? Don't die, don't die." And she, she, she basically goes, "What is it? It's okay because I got to have you." Johnny, I'm dying, dying. No, you're gonna be all right, Diz. It's all right because I got to have you. Yeah, and that's really, and for me, that was the saddest part of the film. When she uh, when she passes away, it's a bit cheesy that line, but yeah. it is. It, it, to be fair, it was good for her her character yeah. because she has been so obsessed with Johnny and the fact that she did yeah. get to have him. I, mean, I suppose was a the massive only thing. thing that, yeah, you're right, Neil. And 
I think the only thing I, I wanted to happen, I don't know if I would have done it differently, is if Carmen watched that bit. Yeah, or Carmen landed the spaceship on top of her and said it was an accident. <laughs> 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 when they were rescuing, she just lands and squashes her. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, it's sad. And it, it's a shame that they can't save her as in the way they did with Rico as well. But I mean, she had multiple those spikes going through her, and it's just yeah, it's it's the worst death in this, to be honest, because she's the the most innocent, honest character. You get the impression, even though you don't see it, that she's possibly from a more of a humble background, and has just followed Rico everywhere, even if it's kind of hasn't paid out and paid off for her. That. And she ends up dying, and it's really, really sad. Yeah, I mean, I understand why you cried, Jay. Honestly, I, I, I did. I did it. every time, every time. <laughs> and when they take off from the planet, that they can't. He wants to. Rico wants it nuked, and they refuse to do it. And again, they've got their own agendas. And you learn that when they even they talk to Doogie Hauser that that they're sent to planets as purely for the object of being cannon fodder to see what is on that planet and it's it's interesting the relationship because rico goes fucking mental at um doogie hauser about it doesn't he yes he does but that that argument ends too quickly for me they get over it does he get over it though because he goes oh we're just cannon fodder sir and is he i don't know is he kind of doing it almost with a sarcastic tongue or just accepting the role I, I don't know. It went, it went too kind of regimented. When he's talking to him and he said, oh, that's all we are. We're just cannon fodder. And, and look, even Neil Patrick um, Harris walks away smiling and he's Rico's fine with it and he's having that conversation with Carmen. And it, it kind of simmers down too fast for me. I, I wanted him to, his character would have had a go at him. I know he respects authority now, which he never used to. It just, it wasn't Rico. Rico, who lost someone like that, and you could see how gutted he was, would have smashed, um, I think, would have smashed Patrick Harris in the face. That's what I wanted yeah, him I think, to do. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, I think maybe you're right. I think that is against this. He would have, he probably would have done done something more, wouldn't he? Bear in mind, yeah, you're right. It, that dying is completely fresh out of the box. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree. It's, you know, other than the fact that obviously he's given him, he's, given him a higher rank so it's basically his his unit now and stuff but yeah now i completely agree the fact that he's just like well I'll, I'll just promote you that'll that'll make you happy won't he? he's like okay that's fine thanks yeah it was <laughs> such a yeah yeah i agree <laughs> it was such a let off and the, the fucking new recruits some of them look like they're 12 years old don't they they really really do it's I think just that was, that was i think that was done on purpose cause, yes yeah if you look at the film i don't know the way it's shot with the makeup the cast, the three of them, look really, really young. And when you look towards the end, maybe it's the way they're shot of the lighting. They do look a lot. No, it's probably been like, what, what, just over a year, maybe? But they do yeah. seem a lot older and more mature. Don't know, I don't know why, but that, that, that's the feeling I get. And I think it's quite interesting that, um, as Neil said, they're, they're, they, they obviously cast a lot of younger kids. Um, and, and they seem to be the old ones now. And it just shows... I think, no, it is, it is, it is just saying something about war, I don't know. But was that because of that they're running out of people their age 
and they're that desperate they're now recruiting children or was that meant to be a reflection of um to show how long they've been in the army for uh i, I don't think it was either of those to be honest i think they was just basically exactly the same as them that they were school leavers because even jokes doesn't he and says oh yeah we're the we're the old hats now or whatever it is when mm. they've only been in a couple of years it's sort of it it's that push i suppose it probably does happen doesn't it within the army or armed forces you, yeah. you can imagine during war if you think of second world war and stuff like that you know the more people died the the younger everyone became because they were literally just recruiting people as soon as they turned 18 and some people even lied about their age to get in to fight the war so yeah but the people had only been in two minutes let's say were being promoted to lead squads because there was nobody else mm. it's just no, unfortunate no. how war works isn't it so i think it was just sort of them sort of pushing that home yeah, no, I just wonder what you kind of thought, but I, I like the fact that for once, and it, it is nice to see it in a pretty grim way, you do get Carmen and you get Xander on their massive spaceship when they're leading an attack and um, to go down to Klendafu, that their spaceship gets destroyed. And the special effects, again, they're not amazing, but they're really good. It's like when in Star Wars, when you get the massive Imperial destroyers get blown up and that, I thought the models, they spent a year making the models for these. They did. And they're really, really good models. The special effects look absolutely great. And you get, and it, the only time in this, as I said earlier, when the effects do turn a bit as if it's like projected on, it looks a bit Flash Gordon, is when Xander and Carmen um, escape down to their planet, um, the insect planet, in their little two-man spaceship. And conveniently, they crash through this mountain where you've got the main baddie, like this massive slug whose mouth, I don't know whether it's intentional, is exactly the same shape as a vagina. <laughs> a very nasty looking vagina, I'd have to say. <laughs> I, very, it could very well be, could very well be. I, I, I feel it's a conversation we don't need to have, but could very well be. And okay. you get the bit that I was completely wrong about that I obviously didn't understand is when Rico knows that Carmen's crashing and then he goes to save her and he goes, look, let's be honest, she's dead anyway. So let's just carry on the mission. And then he goes to, and he agrees that to save her and where the direction that she's gone. And I can honestly say I never, ever picked up on the fact that it was Doogie Howser using Jedi and mind control over Rico, I never ever picked up on that. I'm gonna have to watch that again. Yeah, it definitely is. Because all of a sudden he gets there and he's like, "Hang on a minute, they're this way." And because even um, mm. Matey Boy goes, "Not being funny, but the word is on the street is she's already dead." Mm. So like, no, he's, no, she's alive. And it's it, yeah. So it's interesting you didn't pick up on that, Stu. I've got to be honest. But not surprising. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just listen to our Matrix podcast, every single one. <laughs> yeah but yeah at least i've got continuity of being absolutely stupid and not picking up on this the the things that everyone else does so which is good and when they do land in that um the massive mountain i like the fact the only time i really i say really like the only time i i kind of don't well i stop hating carmen is when she's giving it a go when they're surrounded and she's actually fighting 
for a bit of action, and she's a proper soldier for once, rather than a spoiled brat. Yeah. But it doesn't last long. <laughs> she's only doing it for herself anyway. She doesn't give a shit about anyone well, else, does she? Yeah. yeah at least she's not right. screaming, though. You know, it's quite nice, the fact she's not running away, that she's standing there fighting. Oh, I don't think she's got enough emotions to know how to scream about anything. <laughs> Oh, her acting ability doesn't stretch that far. Her character <laughs> doesn't. I think she's... Um, Is screaming going to do anything for me? No, I won't bother them. Oh. <laughs> We're talking about screaming and emotions. Did you, in the end, did you guys feel sorry when Zana got it? Feel bad? Did you nope. feel anything at all? No? I was quite pleased. And I like the special <laughs> effects as well. Why were you God, pleased? Like, because he's just he's a stalking weirdo he's you know i just there, there's nothing about him that i liked as a character to be honest one day someone like me is gonna kill you and your whole fucking race so you liked it when Xander the sex pest got it yeah when he had his head sucked oh out yeah yeah you are savage though yeah there's someone pissing your cornflakes this morning. I mean, you are savage. You are yeah, fire, normally though. I like that, but that's... No, I just know, you know when you just can't stand certain characters, and Denise Richards' character in this, as, yeah. as gorgeous as she is, I can't stand her character, and I just found Xander so arrogant that I just didn't care, and it, I quite enjoyed his death. I thought mm. the special effects reminded me very much of sort of a total recall sort of rubber face mm, and definitely. stuff like that. And I, I just enjoyed it. And I think if it was anybody else, I'd probably thought, Oh, that's really sad, but I was quite pleased. Yeah. And got, to be honest, the alien probably would have got no information from him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, if they got me down there, and they didn't know the plot for the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I am none the wiser for sucking <laughs> his brain out. <laughs> it wouldn't even have got that. It had got to the brain, lifted the pointy thing out, and then just turned around and walked away. Yeah. <laughs> that was a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> Let him go. He serves no purpose to me. He would. It would have lasted about two seconds and it would have stopped. Not even worth carrying on, to be honest. He's got no idea. You know, he knows half the first film. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I know. He'd given your brain back. <laughs> 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 yeah, I must. Admit, I agree with Neil. I mean, it's uh, it was no loss. They were so well suited, him and Denise Richards, that they they didn't really offer anything. Even though they tried to make something out of Xander, that it was no any other character. If it was Ace, I'd have been gutted because uh, I like his character, Jake Busey. But either of these, I would have happy. Even Carmen would have got it as well. That because they offered nothing at all and. It was, it's a shame in a way, but it was nice that, that the aliens or the insects were kind of bowing down to this massive um, slug. Um, and it's quite sad in a way because they're being forced to do this because of like, the humans are, are gone to their planet and they're nuking them and they're killing them and stuff like that. And it was a good way. And I don't know whether it's the same in the book. I've got no idea. But I thought it was clever to suck their brains out to find out what they're doing and what their plans are. But yes. it, it is, it's good. And, and I, it's good again, 
that Denise Richards does something. It's the only thing she kind of contributes is when she cuts that horn off that they um, yeah. got in the film. But I couldn't work out that, that whilst they're in this tunnel and then Rico comes along with the other roughnecks and saves um, Carmen. And, that, and as they run, um, sadly, uh, another character that I liked, um, Seth, um, it's uh, Seth Gillum, Sugar Watkins. He's from The Wire. I really like him. He plays a really good cop in The Wire. But he bites the bullet and he um, does the hero act of holding the nuke and blows everything up. But I take it the slug when they come out and everyone's going, oh, we've got the main king and all shit like that. And we've captured him. And it's Zim who's caught him. Is that the same one that sucked the brain off? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Apparently, yeah, because they say when he's sloping off and they're holding the nuke, they radio through, don't they, saying what direction it's going? okay all right i must have missed that bit then yeah so i think as due to that and because obviously he doesn't want to get blown up he slopes off and then they manage to capture him right it is sad isn't it because i think it's weird thing to do and to say as well of when they've captured him and when neil patrick harris walks up to him and i get team america vibes of He's scared. <laughs> it's so funny. It's afraid. It's afraid. But and they all cheer, and it's just really weird thing to say. It just I, I don't know. Even every time I watch it. And the, the, I know they're going to, yeah, they're happy he's scared because he's the big baddie and that means they've won. But it's just really sad, isn't it, I think? I'm not being funny. If you anybody was there in a net surrounded by thousands of people with machine guns, they'd be scared too. Exactly. It's, exactly. A, it's a fucking stupid line, you know. It, it is, isn't it? It's it really is. weird. It's it's weak. They could have said anything other than, you know, oh, this this is going to win us the war or, you know, he reads his thoughts and he goes or whatever. He's, yeah. But to say he's scared, it's just, yeah, very weak for me. Yeah, it's strange. It's like when Cap in Endgame says Avengers Assemble. Like, he could have said any line and the line he delivered was absolutely just you goosebumps now. And they had their moment now for Neil Patrick Harris to say something really, really good. And they just wasted that opportunity. Yes, big time. But, yeah. Uh, and it's a shame, really, because, again, you then see him torturing this poor insect and sticking bloody drills and spikes and all sorts of things in him yeah. just so they can get all the information to then call, kill all the other ones. And it's just a, a real shame. And it, then it just goes off to basically to carry on the fight with more propaganda films at the end as it finishes doesn't it yeah 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 very clever though isn't it but it just goes mm. to show you like you were sort of alluding to earlier Stu, is the fact that you know they might have joined up and they said you know it's only two years service clearly it's not anymore and the chance of you getting out is even more remote because they're at war so you know they yeah. got what they wanted and do you th- it's interesting really because they obviously, and they kind of do allude to this, that the the alien planet was initially interfered with by the humans and then they retaliated and that's how it started. So in a way, 
even though you've got the character arc of um, the main characters, so to speak, who are the ones who are left living with Carmen, um, Doogie and Rico, that they're the baddies in a way. All of these people you could look at, Zim, all of them are the baddies and flip it around completely. And that the, that the insects were the ones, had they never in, interfered with their planet at all, this would poss- could have, I know it's all kind of subjective, it may never have happened. Yeah, I suppose it is subjective at the end of the day, because did they need to keep throwing meteors at Earth? Or, you know, are they provoking a response? Or are they, you know, it's it depends which side you're on, I guess, which you believe to be honest but you know the humans will think they're the good guys and the aliens will think they are so yeah i don't know what do you think jay yeah i mean i do think this film wants you to think that the humans are the bad guys and the aliens are the good guys looking at it now even though when i first watched it really very clear that these horrible bugs were really really bad but yeah i do think the way it's presented is a like an advert for war, isn't it? With, with the military music, you've, mm. got, you, you've got yeah, you've got all those adverts. So I do kind of feel sorry for the bugs in the end. Um, and, and it'd be interesting to see really who started it all. It probably would have been the humans rather yeah. than the bugs, even though there's so you know, there's so much propaganda, isn't there? Yeah. Is that is that mentioned in the second film at all? I've not seen any other oh, films. Um, I don't think so. No. Okay, I just wonder whether they kind of did allude to how it started and start to put more history in. But by all accounts, the second film is just absolute diarrhea. So they've done three, I think, haven't they? The so... third film is better than the second film. I mean, I'm not saying much. All right, there you go. Yeah, I have heard that, but I've, I've still not seen the second or the third one. I've just because I've heard such bad reviews about. It, I've just sort of thought, you know what, I'm not going to waste my time. But yeah, maybe definitely. I will. Maybe I will one day. Yeah, completely agree. Well, that is Starship Troopers. I mean, I think it's a good film, really entertaining film, a film I've seen shitloads of times. I I really enjoyed this viewing and the fact that we did review it because I learned, I kind of delved deeper into the different layers of this film. and I think it's great and it gave me a better experience of watching it and things to look out for. And and again, as I mentioned earlier, that it's a very, very clever film, which sadly I think is missed out on for a lot, probably the majority of people who watch this who just see it as a war film um, and just really good special effects of people dying. But it's maybe if it had a bigger cast, people more who are well known back then, because um, it did have a massive budget, this film, which kind of surprised me. Uh, what was the budget? My budget is 105 million. Yeah. Fucking mental, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. How much did it make? Do we know? Well, it says it grossed worldwide 121 million, but I don't know whether that's the cinema and not including on video because I've got this on video uh, and I did have it on DVD as well. Yeah, I have. So it must be a lot more than that, but I I think it's great. I I think Denise Richards is the weakest part of this film, along with um, the character Xander. Uh, Patrick Muldoon I, th- I think sadly but uh, they are weak but possibly they have to be like that because they are the smug rich kids who are just very kind of self-opinionated about everything so and 
I'm glad that Neil Patrick Harris wasn't used more. Um, I think he was used about the right amount. And for someone who I'd never seen act since before this, um, Rico, I thought he was really, really good. And Dina Mayer as Dizzy, I thought she was good. So, but yeah, I'd give this a four out of five and I'd recommend it to everyone. And I'd recommend that they don't watch it just as a war film, that they kind of do a bit more digging and find out more about it. Cause you will get a better experience, I think. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, to be honest with you. Couldn't agree more. It's, um, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. Hands down, I own this. I've, I've watched it millions of times. I think it's a fantastic film. It's, it's got some real interesting points to it. The special effects are still really good, even though, you know, it's 20-odd years old now. It doesn't take away from the film. Um, it's just it's just really good. It's one of my favourite sort of, well, action films, really. It's just really clever the way it's done. And, yeah, I do agree, you know, Denise Richards, nothing against her particularly, but her character's awful but so Zander's and I think you're right Stu perhaps they were supposed to be like that but and you were supposed to sort of come to the end of the film not really caring about them and hoping that potentially she dies in the end which was sad that she didn't <laughs> but um, yeah best bets I think anything with Michael Ironside is brilliant and the alien special effects are just fantastic even now the fire breathing one where the, they melt the people and stuff Ooh. was just fucking awesome, wasn't it? So, yeah. yeah, four out of five, recommend it. And like Stu says, look at it with open eyes. Don't just see the blood and gore and fun effects. Actually appreciate it for what it is. Oh, nice. Definitely. I mean, I think I'm going to be boring now and, and go, with, go with you, sir. Four out of five. I think you guys cover the best bits and worst bits really nicely. I guess the only thing I want to say is... Um, is rather than to team team Carmen and yeah I do think it's got to be up there in probably the top three definitely top five of most underappreciated sci-fi films and overall do you really think sci-fi you think Star Wars obviously you think um you know like the the Matrix and this doesn't initially come up does it I mean a lot more films you think of and I think it it should come up a lot more in top ten lists of sci-fi. Because I think it's a lot better than people give it credit for. Do you know what? That's a very good shout, Jay, to be honest. I have yeah. to agree. I have to. I, I do, because there's there's not much wrong with this, is there? To be no. honest. The script's really good. The acting's really good. You know, you get a lot worse performances in bigger budget films than you do in this. And, uh, it's, yeah. and it's brave in its story, in the sense of the things underneath the main story with fascism and war and everything else like that. So no, I, I agree. Yeah. It could have gone so wrong as well. It could have been the, the, the satire side of it, of the, the uniforms and things like that. It could have, it was very close to going too far that it became yes. like a space balls kind of yes. uh, parody. Yeah. And that would have made the film terrible. So I don't know whether it was genius on, um, Beethoven side or luck or both that it, it didn't go that way and you kind of look at it knowing what it's meant to represent but it doesn't take you away from the film which I think is really clever it's interesting because Beethoven is such a he's a really good director because you know you look at his the films he's done 
and all right showgirls aside even though that's not a bad film but it's just it's completely fucking off the wall compared to the other stuff but you know robocop groundbreaking absolutely fantastically done and we all went mad over it same Hmm. with total regal and this you know they're three films that he's just knocked out of the park and it's just Hmm. you know it's just he's clearly a very good director of these types of films the other stuff maybe not so much but you know when it comes to sci-fi he's fucking brilliant oh completely he's done some yeah some really really good ones so yeah it's interesting it's a shame that he kind of disappeared from mainstream really and it's Mm. yeah it's a great shame i mean he followed up with hollow man and after that there wasn't there isn't anything that i've seen or anything that rings any bells or to be honest that i would see but um yeah it's a great shame but so that brings us to the end of this review we've not decided yet what we're going to do next um i've got no idea but i'll put it out on um facebook and on uh twitter and everything else when we decide what we're going to do but um it'll be interesting before we go um just a quick shout out for the uh director of ghostbusters passing away yeah yeah sad have any of you guys seen anyone yes yeah it's really good like afterlife it? yeah i really enjoyed it really really enjoyed it yeah yeah I've you, got, you, should, you should you should watch it though it's not I, I probably wouldn't rewatch it as much to do ghostbusters one but i that's not to take away from the fact i thought it was really really good mm. oh yeah <laughs> I yeah. will watch it. I just haven't had the opportunity to do it yet. But no, I, I am definitely. It's on my list of yeah. films to okay. watch. Definitely. I know it's on Amazon Prime to rent for about three fifty. Oh, okay. <coughs> if you bought one, like yeah, and, and uh, we all watched it. Um, we 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 all really liked it. So it's oh, a good cast, isn't it? It is really really good. And <laughs> yeah. The kind of like, the, the nod to yeah old school. Yeah, I know. It's just weird something going on but yeah i really really liked it i thought it was really good fun they despite it being kind of a slightly original story they got the roots to the kind of the first ghostbusters film is clearly there and it, yeah i i liked it i thought it's a really good adventure film it's it's great i mean i saw it at the cinema with uh my youngest and i thought we on sky oh well, yeah oh wow I mean, I think you're right. I think if you're going to come back to a film franchise when a lot of time has passed, that is the way to do it. Brilliant. Okay. Right. Hmm. I, I might do that this weekend. Definitely. I've got my lad and he wanted to see it and we never got to go to the cinema. So I'll... Uh, oh, there you go. There you go. We Thank you very much. Bit of popcorn. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's great. Well, we'll be back next week with some kind of film. I've got no idea uh, what it will be. But uh, thanks for joining us. I hope you like this. Check out YouTube channel. We've got about 160 different videos, reviews on there. And again, we've got about 100. And, I think it must be about 188 now. This review um, we've done. So we're on wow. iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Amazon, everything. So uh, check us out. And thanks to everyone who's uh, been listening to them. We've done really well again with these downloads. I think it's about 25,000 we've had so far, which is absolutely amazing this month. So thanks to everyone. And we'll be back next week. And you take care. Cheers, guys. Thank you for listening to our review of Starship Troopers. Be sure to join us next week when we're reviewing 
2021 Ghostbusters Afterlife.